The Sisters Grimm podcast is intended for mature audiences only. Please listen at your own discretion. Blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. The most notorious serial killer in the nation, the Night Stalker. The Boston Strangler. The Son of Sam, the infamous Zodiac Killer. What's your favorite scary movie? Welcome to the Sisters Grim Podcast. Sitting here with me is myself, Holly. What? And sitting next to me is... That's what you had to think about before you hit the record button? Oh no, I decided just to... Free, just go for it. Go for it, and it was bad. It's Holly and Morgan, you guys. Yeah, and we're back for John Wayne Gacy Part Two. Yep, and the craziest thing, and a little tangentially related to John Wayne Gacy, is um, so today on my lunch break, I decided to go to this thrift store, and it was a new thrift store, and it was a little thrift cool. store, and it was one of those places where you have to show your ID. What? Like when you have a debit card. Oh, okay. So I had to share my ID, which. And I was like, oh, I don't have my ID because I have a ticket. And they took my ID. Oh. So I showed them the ticket. And then she's like, I don't, let me show this to my manager and we'll see if this works. And the manager came out and she's like, this will work, but you are due in court in an hour. And I was like. Whoa. For um, the ticket? Yeah, it, because of they fucked up. Uh, well, I don't know if I can talk about it. Well, I can't actually, because uh, the police officer fucked up insurance stuff. He said the number. Um. He said I had the wrong insurance, which was false. Right. So left there, very fast. Yeah. Like the lady was so fucking slow. I knew, and I got so much shit, Morgan. I got like ten thousand bucks. <laughs> it was so bad. Um, and I knew that it would be faster if I just grabbed everything and, like, ran to my car, opposed to it taking 30 years for her to put things into bags. Yeah. And so I ran to my car and literally hauled ass to the Richard Daly Center. Uh-huh. Uh, looked, um, like, went to the room I was supposed to. Literally got to the courtroom with maybe a Five couple, minutes to kill? Like, no, like, barely, like, three minutes to Whoa. spare. So this then, happened today. This happened today within the span of an hour. It was one eleven, and I found out I had to be downtown in the loop, and I was up in the northern suburbs. <gasps> Wait, what, what street, what courthouse did you go to? I had to go to the Daily Plaza. It's yeah. on Washington. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. where I had to go. Yeah, time. and there's horrible construction on 90 right now, and Always. my car doesn't have air conditioning, and it's 100 mm. degrees right now in Chicago. So It's fucking hot. Yeah, so I'm hauling ass from the north suburbs to the loop. Get to oh, that's a get long there fine. Drive. It would have honestly taken so much less time had there been because on the way back it took no time at all because there wasn't the construction. Uh-huh. So I get to I find a parking thing and I'm like I can just run from here and <laughs> I literally got my like ticket and pulled in and there was a spot directly in front of me. I went good for you. Parked right there. And ran to the John Daly building, uh-huh. went through the metal detectors, 
went up on the fourth floor, found out I wasn't supposed to be on the fourth floor, <laughs> went down the elevator, got what got to the right floor, um, and then I found the room I was supposed to be in, and I went in there, and I was just sitting, and I was like, fuck, because like everywhere it said no cell phones. And you had your phone? And I had my phone. Well, they just said you couldn't use it, but that was the only form of dad's insurance that I had. And so uh... and the, the judge was super nice, and so I had a feeling, I'm like, he'll probably be really cool about it. So... There were literally four of us, and there were only three officers there. And I was like, that's so weird, because every other time I've had a traffic court, like, situation, there's always been a million people there. Mm-hmm. So he yeah, calls him. Yeah, he calls me and, like, three other guys up, and he just starts giving us our IDs back. And he's like, oh, sometimes nice. the law works in your favor, and it really pays to be on time. He's like, none of the officers that gave you your tickets... Like, like here? Yeah, worried to be here on time. So I'm throwing out all of your... Uh, <gasps> yeah, so I got it completely thrown out. Was it the time when you got pulled over when you were coming to pick me up at work? Yep, and that and guy... And that guy took your fucking ID? Fuck him. Yeah, no, that was the really asshole guy that, like, was joke Like, that I thought we were, like, joking around, and he, like, asked if there was, like, anything illegal in my car, and oh, I was like, yeah. who knows? Yeah. That... Well, they... Ne- don't joke around they, with cops. None of them ever go to court. That's the thing. That and that's like why it sucked. Like and also yeah. and then I talked to dad. Well, first I called dad just like really upset just because yeah. like I didn't know what to do and he's like I don't know what you want me to do about this. And I'm like there is nothing you can do. I'm just really fucking mad right now and he's right. like okay, I get it. I get it. He's like just let me know how things go. So, me and those three other dudes literally, like, linked arms and were, like, <laughs> singing four-part harmony. Chewing bubble gum yeah, chewing as you're walking bu- out. Like, oh, my God. Setting off all of the, like, oh, alarms yeah. on your way out. Oh, my God. I'd never been so happy before in my life. Except that I had to go back to work. And this all... Right. And then I got back to work. And I'm late? like... I'm like... It was just kind of like I took a lunch break, but, like, I had to go to court in the middle of it. It's just, <laughs> so like... So random. Isn't that crazy, though? Uh, so what happens if you have... Never mind. We don't need to get into well, the I, no, there would have been a warrant. Tickets. There would have been a warrant, Ooh, some fuck. sort of warrant. And so, I, if I had gotten pulled over again, is there and a way to it look up, up if you have a warrant out for your arrest? Yeah, there's a way Let's to look do up that later, dude. You can <laughs> have a lot of parking tickets, Morgan. You can actually, you actually don't have, you don't have any like criminal things. No, um, just parking. You tickets. can like look up people's background checks very easily. I'll show you how to do it later. Cool. So this is part two of Jean Wayne Gacy. Juan Juan Gacy. I just I hadn't told Morgan that story yet. <laughs> yeah, what I the hell? Had to That's tell, intense. and I was like, well, because the John Daly, it was in the same vicinity that I really want to get my hands on those twenty-two boxes of evidence, yeah. and court documents. We're of still John Wayne Gacy. I really want to fucking do, do that. that. Back to meanwhile, John Gacy. I got a manicure pedicure, and um, Morgan looks. Pretty you know, great. Took a nap with Maria. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it was like all and happy. Tuesday a little bit. It was all happy days after that. So again, back to Gacy. Um, like uh, we ended last episode with him coming back to Chicago. Yes. Because he had been on parole, which had let him come back. Uh, when he came back, he started living with his mom at his old house. Right. His childhood home. Um, but eventually, he moved to. The infamous house on Summerdale Avenue. Yes, with his wife. Um, uh, yes, he married uh, Cher or um, Carol. I'm sorry, uh, Hoff. Right. And they moved into the Summerdale Avenue house. He, Jacy, Gacy, Jacy, Gacy worked as like a cook. He actually worked at KFC. 
Well, yeah. Well, no, but that was in Waterloo. Oh, right. This was in Chicago. This is when he first got back. He worked little odd jobs as a cook. I've seen some very stupid pictures of him wearing a chef hat. Hmm. Um, but he also worked for this bar that was Billy, or not Billy, sorry, uh, uh, Barry, his friend, remember from last right. episode? It was Barry's dad's restaurant. Oh. And one time Barry went there and he saw Gacy there with a young boy who ended hmm. up being one of his victims. Huh. And Gacy, like, went over to Barry's apartment, like, after he had gotten back from Chicago and punched Barry in the face and said, this is from me and your dad. Whoa, bitch. And, like, Barry had no idea, like, he's like, why are you so fucking loyal to my dad now? Yeah. And Gacy, like, didn't, I don't know. He should have been like, because I'm crazy now, Barry. I'm crazy now. So, yeah, he married Carol, and then he started the PDM yes. Contractors. Which stands for Painting, Decorating, and Maintenance. Stands for Pedophile, Dumb Motherfucker. Yeah, it does. Um, so, you know, he... So they, they would do a lot of, like, just, like, m- more maintenance things than anything, um, but what is kind of freaky is that, like, one of the things that they did was concrete work yeah. laying concrete oh yeah there's a really creepy concrete story i have to tell Ooh. you oh <laughs> don't get excited <laughs> i am um but yeah this was you know he was a upstanding citizen or so everyone thought or all of his so neighbors thought that he was thought. very um gregorious yeah very smart you know he uh oh 82 13 you can go there i was there last friday 82 13 the Morgan and I wanted to go together, and I would have gone. It would have been my third time. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I've been there two times now. The second time was a lot more scary because I got lost. Ooh. But I got a better idea of what, because there's obviously a new house there. And I had always thought that his house got torn down because of, um, because, ew. Because of holy fuck. But it was... It was a mixture of that, and it was just completely... They had to tear, like, the whole fucking house down because right. it was full of dead bodies. So, um, let's get to... His first his kill. His first kill. Oh, also, I had mentioned before... I, I'm, I apologize for what? interrupting you. I had mentioned that he may have had a sexual relationship with a man, mm-hmm. and he did. Yeah. And that was confirmed. Right. Okay. So, first murder. So, the first kill was um, on January 3rd of 1972. It was a young boy whose name was Timothy McCoy. He was 16 years old. So, he was traveling from Michigan to Chicago to sightsee, which is a weird thing to do by yourself as a 16-year-old. As a 16-year-old? At any time period, I feel like. Uh, in the 70s, though, it was very common. I mean, right. what everyone will find out and what me and Morgan both know and what most people know who have researched him is a lot of these cases were just runaways. Like, yeah. so even even that young. He picked up a lot of people from bus stations. Oh, yeah. He fucking loved bus and train stations. Yeah, that's where he picked up... Um, Timothy. Timothy. He picked him up from a Greyhound bus terminal. John offered him a place to stay for the night, and he said... You know, I'll drive you back to the um, train station in the morning. So that would be weird enough if what happens after didn't happen. Like, that's weird enough for a 30-something-year-old man to invite a 16-year-old boy to stay the night. 
He would have been in his 20s. Well, no, yeah, he would have been 30. He was in his 30s. So we don't know a ton of what happened that night that he picked him up. But the next morning, John said that he woke up. And this is what John said in his confession. Yeah. He said that he woke up and he saw the boy standing in his doorway holding a large kitchen knife. Yeah. And so John instantly started freaking out. And uh, apparently, like, the kid accidentally cut him when John was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, and so John obviously overpowered him because he's a big dude. And this is a 16-year-old kid. I know some 16-year-old kids can be big, but, like, John's a big boy. Um, so he pushed him really hard and like kicked him really hard in the stomach Mm. and then he stabbed him to death with a knife that he had. Timothy was, uh, literally just being a really good house guest or just a nice boy. boy. Maybe he actually maybe had feelings for John because he was literally cooking breakfast. When John walked out into his kitchen, he saw that he had been making bacon and eggs. That was so fucking nice of Timothy yeah, and John. Like a boy who makes breakfast, yes. That is the worst way to handle a situation. Oh, you made me breakfast? Let me murder you. How about I kill you with the knife that you just used to cut up this bacon? I don't know. Um, so Timothy wasn't identified until six years after John's initial arrest in 1980. So his body wasn't identified for like six years. And it finally was by dental records because he had a very unique like kind of the right. characteristics in his teeth, like all of the work that had been done on his teeth, were that of only 2 or 3% of the population that is similar. And so that's how they basically knew who it was. Yeah, de- uh, dental records were literally basically all yeah. they had to identify these boys. Yeah. And he was the first one to be buried in John's crawl space, which we know will be yeah. a pattern. Yeah, Timothy wasn't alone for a while. Timothy's body wasn't... I mean, John didn't get caught until whatever, so his body was horribly decayed exactly. because he had been in there for eight years when they finally found it. So, of course, it was hard to find him, but uh, John marks this as, like, when he realized that killing was giving him, like, a mind-numbing orgasm. Yeah, I And read he said that. that that's when I realized that death was the ultimate thrill. See, yeah. So, here's the thing. Last episode, I felt really bad for John. You know what? Now, I fucking am glad he's dead. Yeah. I, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, reading all of this stuff has been also, a lot. A lot. Also, kind of going back to what Morgan said in that people didn't find out about Timothy until six years later. No one knew about any of these. I mean, people knew about it, but none of it was connected. No. It's not like Bundy or it's not like, yeah. um, where they knew Dahmer. that he killed yeah. all of the, or like, the people that this he for girl sure went killed. missing. Yeah. Who the fuck did it? This girl went missing. They're like, we have a serial killer. They literally had nothing to go on uh-huh. until the last victim. Right which is Robert Peist, and reading his story is literally what made me like, be like, I fucking up. hate John Wayne Gacy so yeah. much. Oh, fun fact. So actually, I had some... Uh, fun facts for friends. Fun facts about Te- John Wayne Gacy. Ted Gacy. About Ted Gacy. You can't stop saying Ted. No, that was the first time I fucked up in this series. I said it perf... I always said John Wayne Gacy last episode. I know. This was the only time I called him Ted, and it was an accident. So, let's see. Some trivia I had. John Wayne Gacy and Hitler both had dogs named Prince. <laughs> Hitler's was Prince. Prince. And, but I, uh, 
I concluded from, you know, I deducted from reasoning that that probably meant yeah. Prince. Prince. So when I found out about one of my victims, because he was very close, I wanted to know what the book it was from. Mm-hmm. And it was from um, John Wayne Gacy, Defending a Monster, which yeah. was written by Amarante, who was Gacy's public, who or who was his lawyer for the defense. And then Terry Sullivan was the prosecutor. And I really wanted to know this information, like, right now, right today. This was last Saturday. And I was like, oh, I guess I could buy it on my Kindle. But I was like, let me check. So I called the one and only Barnes & Noble I could think of, which was in Skokie, Illinois. And Mm -hmm. I talked to a lovely woman there whose name I won't say. But I may not have even... Maybe I'll be about... No, people know I work by Skokie. Anywho, I literally said where I worked exactly the other day. Well, yeah, but like, that's you. This is this woman blowing up her spot and with what I'm about to say. So I called and asked if they had that book in and she said, let me check. And she's like, no, actually a lot of his books are going a lot lately. Like maybe they're teaching. And like, people are so into true crime and she's like, they really are. And she's like, and actually one of my best friend's sons was killed by John Wayne Gacy. (gasps) I was being. I wanted to be respectful, and I did not ask who. Whoa! I would have been like, "Who? She's clearly just giving away information." I but I know, but like she she didn't say, and I wasn't gonna pry. I was just like, "Oh my god, that's so horrible." She's like, "Yeah." She's like, she says that her friend says it never gets easier. Oh my god! And I was like, it's just it. Wow. It's so crazy because of how close we are. The impact that. It's had on he our ha- community. That it really yeah. has. And... There's a million people with a million stories about him. And we... Like, I always... I mean, I always knew it was Chicago. But before looking into it, I didn't realize that literally all of this took place in the neighborhood we currently live in. Uh-huh. Uh, beep, do Okay, so on December 22nd, the news spread that John McGacy had murdered 33 people. But on that day... Washington announced that it would cost $4 million to airlift the bodies from the Jonestown victims in Guyana back to America so that they could be buried. Mm -hmm. And on November 18th, 1977, was the day of the Jonestown massacre and was also the same day that John Wayne Gacy killed one of his victims. Wow. So Jonestown and John Wayne Gacy are very, like... Have a connection. Have a connection. So Morgan sort of touched on this before with Timothy because... He was the first victim, and he was the first victim who, and we'll talk, we'll get into it more when we get into after he was um, arrested. Yeah, which will be the next episode. Yeah, and like, but like how he said, like, this was not in chronological order, so this is hard information to find. Correct. Sometimes. So there are, and there's still, I think, it's honestly so hard to find. There's There's either six or seven unidentified unidentified victims. victims They just, they've been recently, like, two victims just got found, like, Two of our people, like, mm-hmm. well, because Morgan and I are going to do a back and forth type of thing yeah. in this episode. Evens and odds yeah. type of deal. Yep. Both both of one of our people, like, it was a recent yep. found. Like, as of the last, like, five years or so. Yes. So, um, body in between uh, Timothy McCoy, who was Morgan's first kill, and John Bukovich, who is the first person I'm going to talk about, there was a body number 28 who was unidentified and he was buried under a barbecue pit because towards the, the amount of different space that he used to bury people is astounding. The really fucked up part about that is, is that John would sometimes work very late at night mm-hmm. and his like neighbors noticed obviously. And 
they would just be like, hey, we noticed you were up. And he was like, it would always apologize for the noise. One night he was digging a deep hole and his friend came over and was jokingly said like, he's like, hey, John, digging digging a hole. He's like, what are you digging a grave? And he just like looked at him smiling and he's like, why would you say something so horrible like that? Mm -hmm. And then the next week he threw a Western theme party and had a, (laughs) he threw a lot of theme parties. Okay. And had a brand new barbecue pit. Huh. And. Yeah. Because he laid concrete down, right? Well, no, the, no. Well, yeah, he laid concrete down over the, it was like what had literally happened in American, American Horror, Horror Story. Story. Yeah, where they put the gazebo up over the dead body. Yeah. Yep, 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 cool yep, yep, yep. Okay, right, so, so the second, the second victim known that, victim. Known victim that we have information about. Chronologically. Was, is John Butkovich. He was 17 and he was last seen on August 1st, 1975. And he is cataloged as body number two. Mm-hmm. That is also where things get fucking confusing as yeah. shit. When you try to f- figure out who... And it's... Ugh, ugh. So, he was from Lombard, Illinois, and he was working at a hardware store when he met Gacy, because Gacy, like we said, did a lot of maintenance, mm-hmm. and he did a lot of maintenance on hardware stores and stores in general. John was a very hard worker. He did whatever you asked him. His parents were Marco and Teresa, and they were from Yugoslavia... Um, like many of his victims, Butkovich needed money. And, you know, because he was getting older, he wanted to make his own money. He didn't want, like, you know, he didn't want allowance from his parents. Like, right. he wa- he was 17 years old. He wanted to, like, hang out with girls and have his own car. For sure. A lot. And so he was, like, saving up for a car. And so when he was offered a job for CPD and found out that the boys were making $5 an hour, he was like, fuck yeah. Yeah, because that's that. a lot for that time. That is so much. Plus, his new boss was super cool because Gacy would let them hang out at his house. Smoke weed. And get drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably, like, sh- right, didn't he, like, show them porn and stuff? Yes. He would show them stag films were what What's they were that? called. That's what they called porno back in the day. Oh. They called them stag films. Sexist. <laughs> it is a little bit. And plus, you know what? I never saw a horse in one of them. Brooms. Anyway, so, um, Bukovic relationship. Let's not talk about Mr. Han. <laughs> now is not the time to talk about Mr. Hans. Um, so, Bukovic's relationship with Gacy began to strain when Gacy started. He was really, really bad at paying his mm-hmm. employees and this pissed off Butkovich because obviously he was saving up money to buy a car and so he went over one night to Gacy's to confront um Gacy about or no he went over with two of his friends to Gacy's to confront him and Gacy freaked out so bad that they were just like fuck you know what forget it we're good we good we good also John kills like five Johns and like eight Williams. And like a thousand Timothys. It's Yeah, there's a couple of Timothys. I mean, too. they were all the same age, and so those were like the popular, the popular names at the time. Yeah. But the most fucked up thing is Lots that of Williams. John Gacy, that is, probably didn't even know like he didn't even know some of their names. He didn't care. And he didn't fucking care. It actually probably was better for him not to know their names. Ugh. I hate him. So anyway, so Butkovich dropped his friends off, but he never made it home that night. That's like the tune of most of these stories. Mm-hmm. It's always because like, there's a lot. <clears throat> excuse me. There's a lot that don't have a ton of information except for just like they were last seen doing this, and then they were never heard that's, from again. That's what I found too, and then I kept like trying to dig farther to see like what. But honestly, like Casey yeah. was just so manipulative, and um, lists it, once you hear because. The Robert 
Peist, Peist, I, I should have looked up how to pronounce it, but his is what we have the most information on because it was the last yeah. and it was, like, investigated the most thoroughly. And, yeah, and he was the only one who had, like, family. Yeah, and so there are details that Gacy gave about that, which will kind of l- let you know, like, how he... I mean, he was just able to... He just was charming. Mm-hmm. He was like, those people that scam you out of money. And then at leave afterwards, you're like, what the fuck just happened? Right. No, I don't get scammed. Yeah. Well, you never... Just kidding, you... actually. I got scammed today at the nail salon. <laughs> fuck you. See? You silly girl. Uh, well, no, that wasn't, that wasn't <clears throat> your fault. She started scrubbing your legs. You didn't realize that wasn't part of your package. She was anyway. like, oh, this is extra. And I was like, um... No, that's okay. fucking bullshit, and you should have called her out. I just didn't. I was relaxed. But yeah, no, there is a lot. Most of these like stories end, and that was the last time they were seen. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we're also from the future, right? <laughs> um, but anyhoozle, another reason that Butkovich had been tired for working for Gacy was because they were mostly just working on his house. And Gacy had a detached garage that he had built next to a shed to kind of renovate the garage. Kind of make himself a man cave mm-hmm. of sorts to escape from his wife, Carol, who he considered to be the hen of the, like, rat, like roost. Mm-hmm. Like, the house was hers. And so one of the renovations included a weird thing that I'd never heard of before, but I've also, my experience with construction is very little. He put down two layers of uh, concrete. concrete. And the man yeah. laying the concrete joked with him, saying that it would be the hell of a place to hide a body. And these that reno- happens to him. <laughs> that does. They're like, hey, did- or there's, or so they say. Yeah, you know? yeah, and that's because he just seems like the- you make those jokes with the people who are the least likely, the least to likely do that it, it happen, and then they yeah. do, and then they are. Yeah, so no one is not a suspect. Everyone's Pretty a much. suspect. I so then... So, anywhoozle. So, okay, so that was built before Butkovich went missing. Yeah. Uh, Gacy found Butkovich that night, lured him to his house with the promise that he would give him his money. Mm-hmm. So, like, he clearly was able to, like, apologize for being a fucking psychopath. Like, that was his main thing. Mm-hmm. Like, he was very Mr. Jekyll, or Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Yeah. And he was, like, really good at getting people... Like, if someone freaked out on me like that and then said sorry, I'd be like, no, thank you, bye. But he yeah, just somehow no. was able to make them well, calm they were down. also younger Young, that boys. Is, or yeah, younger, you know, people. Yeah, that's true. They are, like, All boys, half yes. my age and from the 70s. Um, so, with Butkovich, he performed the infamous handcuff trick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, while Butkovich's hands were... Uh, handcuffed behind his back, Gacy strangled him to death and later admitted that at one point he sat on Bukovic's chest, which sounds like the fucking worst. Ugh, yeah, that does not sound fun. Having he was a big man. He's so disgusting looking. He looks like a drip... I say this about a lot drippy of people, candle. but he looks like a drippy, melty candle. The Butkovich family was incredibly close, and they immediately called the police, knowing that their son wouldn't go somewhere without telling them first, but... The police wrote it off as a runaway and didn't investigate, despite the fact that the Bukoviches knew their son uh, and their brother had been with Gacy that day. They called the police station every single day for two years, asking mm. what the status of their son's case Good. were, and eventually the police <clears throat> just started ignoring them. Fuck them. Yeah. Because 
back in that day, like kid, like if it wasn't a kid easy went, to find someone. Well, no, if a kid went missing, they're like, he's a runaway. He doesn't want to be at home anymore. Duh. Yeah. Like that without a body, that doesn't know, happen today. Obviously. They give up hope really fast. Well, yeah, because mm-hmm. and so after Gacy's arrest, investigators brought him to his house to show them where he had buried some of his victims. So he took the police into his garage, took a can of spray paint, made a big X on the ground, and said "Dig there," and wow. that's where they found John's body. Yeah. Yep. Wow. So. He made that fucking, even though Bukovich was the only person buried there, he, he had, you don't put down a double, I mean, I never even heard of that, a double layer Well, it's just like, why would you do that so much for the second one, but the first one you're just keeping in your crawl space? Yeah, like. Like, you should move the second, the first person's body. To. To there and then do that or wait until you have a bunch. I don't know. I feel maybe, like it was preemptive. <laughs> I'm, I think maybe, well, But also yeah. these were the ones that like there were years in between these kills. But there were also. But then like after this point pretty much they're all kind of like a couple months apart. Yeah. Yeah. And then sometimes you'll realize, you'll be like, oh, did he have a cooling down period? But those are the unidentified victims. Mm-hmm. So Morgan is going to. So then. Take the. The, the, the rains. Well, so at this point, around like 1976 is when uh, John and Carol oh, divorced. Um, actually, they uh, got in a really big fight in October of 1975, and she asked for a divorce. And he agreed to the request by mutual consent. But because it was the 70s and there was the uh, no-fault or there wasn't the no-fault divorce yet, mm-hmm. someone had to have done something. something yeah. And so, just so that they could get divorced, they decreed upon false grounds of Gacy's infidelity with mm. women, which was... A lie. Yeah, which was a lie. I mean, he was definitely not being faithful, but not with women. Yeah, and so, <sighs> yeah, so now Gacy had the whole house to himself yep. to do whatever he wanted, and that's all bad shit, That's though. what's crazy, is that two of the kills happened while his wife was there. Well, I read that, like, she would... Also, get... if you guys hear thunder, it is storming up a fucking bitch right now. Yeah, it's crazy, but Carol would get really mad, because, like, kids would just walk into, like, her kitchen and, like, grab a beer out of the fridge, and she's mm-hmm. like, aren't you 14? Right. So, on April 6th, 1976, a little under a year after his second kill, which is exactly one month after John's divorce from Carol, he abducted an 18-year-old boy named Darren Sampson, um, who, by the way, was, like, such, like, a 70s dreamboat. Like, he was really cute. I think it may be Daryl, but honestly... Oh, you're right. It is Daryl. Sorry. No, but it's okay, because in a lot of these, like, people are... have different names. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. And he was buried under John's dining room floor. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, I knew. Ooh, I didn't. I knew uh, that somebody was buried in like the house. I didn't realize. They're buried all throughout. Oh, wow. I didn't yeah. realize that all my dudes were crawl space. Yeah. And some river of mine boys. Were different areas. That's. Yeah, you had most of the river boys. So that's all you got on Dare. There, rest in peace. Yeah. He was body number 29. That's what I have on Daryl. Okay. Because, um, yeah. Um. So anyways, we get to Randall Reffitt. He was 15. While Randall was walking home from Sun High School in the Edgewater neighborhood in Chicago, Gacy pulled up next to him and convinced Randall to get in the car. 
Randall was killed by Gacy shoving a cloth down his throat and made the boy suffocate, and he was buried in a crawl space. And then later that day... Yeah, so later on that day, the same day, um, a 14-year-old boy named Samuel Stapleton was walking home again alone from his sister's house. He and Randall's bodies were buried together in the same grave in the crawl space. That's the most grossest thing, is that he had, like, mass graves. Right. So the next victim was Michael Bonin. He was 17. He was last seen on June 3rd of 1976. He lived in Wrigleyville, Mm. and he just dropped out of high school but was thinking of moving closer to his uncle, and he was going to start school in either Waukegan or Gurnee. Yeah. He uh, was on his way to the train to go visit his uncle in Waukegan when he was kidnapped by Gacy, or most likely just lured into his car. Michael's uncle, Conrad, was waiting for him and Markegan at the train station, and when Michael never showed up, Conrad immediately sprung into action. So much so, he drove all the way up to his cottage in Wisconsin to see if Michael had gone there. Yeah. And no one was ever able to find him. His family contacted the police, but again, he was written off as a runaway. Yeah. And Michael's body was found in the crawl space. Yep. So next was William Carroll. He was killed on June 13th, and he was buried under John's kitchen and laundry room. William's family knew something was wrong because he didn't come home for his brother's birthday. William's family also didn't notify the police because they thought that he possibly... Uh, may have lied about being 18 because he was only 16 at the time and they thought maybe he had run away to join the army illegally. He was last seen in Uptown, which is where I live. Same here. So the next victim was John Hackinson. He was 16 and all we know is that he went missing in 1976 and that's when John killed him because for 40 years, Jimmy Hackinson's body was uncovered from Gacy's crawl space, but was identified until literally last year because police started using newer DNA testing for Gacy's unknown victims that was unavailable for them at the time. James had been living in Minnesota at the time, but was visiting Chicago. And after years of wondering what had happened to James, his brother supplied police with DNA and they found out that it had been James. They really, they, they don't really know how he got met, met up with Gacy right. or what Just happened. Just traveling again. Yeah, but, yeah. He, At least I mean, the family got to know. Yeah, yeah. Then they were finally, and I've read that, you know, it it wasn't good closure, but, but it's closure they had closure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it sucks, and they, you, there's, I mean, it's bittersweet. You finally know what happened mm-hmm. to your family member, but your worst, you know, assumptions are right. correct. So next was Rick Johnston. Um, Rick, who was 17 at the time of his death, was buried with James's body. Oh. Um, This is when he started running out of places to bury bodies, so he started putting two in one grave. Yeah, pancakes. Pancake style. And this is when he also started killing two people in one day. Ah. A lot. In order to just, like, you know, get a bigger boner. Gacy's next victim was Kenneth Parker, who was 16. He was last seen on October 24th of 1976. 
he and a friend, Michael Marino, were at an arcade in the Uptown uh, area, um, and they were last seen on the corner of Clark and Diversity, and the Kenneth was strangled to death and was found buried in the crawl space, and for several years, the body that they found buried on top of Kenneth, they thought, was this Michael Marino kid, and due to dental records, they proved that it was him, but his mother never believed that the body identified was her son. And then finally, after um, being told that she could have the body exhumed in 2015, after the remains were thought to be Michael, they were definitively proven through new dental records that it was not him. So it was another unidentified yeah. body, but, and she... I mean, she he, still doesn't know what happened to her She doesn't son. know what happened. So he, for, I mean, he could technically still be out there. He would be in his, uh, like, 60s, mm-hmm. but he'd still be out there. Yeah. All right, so next was William Bundy. Another William. Another William. Another Bundy. And a Bundy. Hmm. Uh, he was 19 years old, and he was a PDM employee. He was never seen again after telling his family that he was going to a party for the night. He was also strangled. This is when John started using, like, the ropes. Oh, the garrote. Yeah. And the rack. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that was, like, his favorite way to kill people. He, little known fact, was inspired by Dean Coral. Have you heard of him? Mm -hmm. The candy man? Yeah. He had a rack. He was, he was disgusting. He had, like, a trailer in the middle of the desert. he was really fucked up. And he tortured, it was We'll do him someday. (laughs) But, um... Not today. Not today. Not today. But, yeah, it's fucked up that Gacy was... So what's weird, he was buried directly under Gacy's bedroom. Oh. Yeah. That's so bonkers that all of yours are the ones that, like, work in the crawl space. Well, it's still the crawl space, but located in the crawl space directly under his bed. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay. I forgot how crawl spaces work. (laughs) I forgot that they were spaces under where your house is. So then in between this and the next kill, he abducted Robert Donnelly. He was 19 years old. He was a student at the time, and he held him at gunpoint from a bus stop in Chicago. And this was on December 30th of 1977. Gacy took Robert back to his home, and he raped him and tortured him. He also was constantly dunking him in a bathtub full of water over and over until he would pass out. Later during the trial, which we'll talk obviously more uh, extensively about next episode, Robert said, because he got away... That at one point, the torture was so bad that he literally said to John, just please, just kill me. Yeah, I cried. Like, if you're going to kill me, just kill me. Yeah. And John uh, was famously quoted saying, I'm getting around to it. Ew. However, a few hours later, after more torture and rape, John drove Robert back to his place of work and let him go. Yeah. Uh, That's why. Th- yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's really random. Like, why he- him? Why him? Because he worked for him, maybe? and or well, No, because he didn't. Exactly. He was a runaway. Yeah. And some or wait, of his, so, and some so of his, his place workers, of work, he, he dropped him off at where he worked? That's weird. Well, he probably dropped him back to one of the locations yeah. where they were working at. But no, he, like, that, yeah, like, because Michael Rossi, yeah. some of these other guys, they worked for him and lived with him sometimes. Yeah. And he wouldn't, like, he didn't kill them. I don't know why. So later when Robert reported the assault, John, when 
confronted by the police claimed that they were role-playing and that Robert was just being John's sex slave and that everything had been consensual and the police believed him. Oh, of course, because it was the 80s. Yeah. It was Chicago. And they didn't, I mean, they, did, they were like, ooh, okay, I don't want to talk about it. I, ooh, that's Yeah, they're awful. like, ooh, uh, ooh. Yeah, they, yeah. No, they'd all just seen that movie Cruising or Cruise. I mean, these were the cruising right? years, though. No, that's I, what John called this 1977 to... Yeah, well, that's, I mean, uh, that was like the colloquial term for like men going and searching for more uh, men game uh like boys yeah. like uh young male sex workers which mm-hmm. they would he, john would go to cabrini green a lot over yeah. and he would go to this place called bug house square um and would to get some of his victims it's it's really fucked up mm-hmm. and fuck Chicago at this time for being... Fuck Chicago at all times. <laughs> Just kidding. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you heard my story about earlier, right? right. <laughs> no, the judge, like, fucking, I will remember his head. <laughs> I'm glad you had a good judge experience there, because I did not. Well, you had, you went to a different place. I went to the fucking Daily Center. <laughs> you went to, like, um, no, a strip mall. No, you didn't. No. Oh, oh, We're talking oh. about different things. Just my bad. Going. So, any who's all, after William Bundy was the murder of Gregory Godzik, he was 17, he was last seen on December 12th, Gregory lived and went to Taft High School, he, he did not live at Taft High School, right? but um, he lived in the area near Gacy's home, and he was very popular with the ladies, and like most boys his age, he wanted to make his own money, and he wanted to buy a car. Uh, even though he was only 110 pounds, he worked himself to the bone. He wanted to impress Gacy and make more and more money so he could get more jobs and so that he could get a, you know, a really nice car. He was dating this girl named Judy, and on the date of his disappearance, he dropped her home around 12.30 a.m., but he never made it home. Greg's family called Judy and told her that Greg had never come home, and Judy told them that she and Greg had been having relationship problems, but they were all patched up and mm-hmm. they were closer than ever. And he would have told her if he was planning on Going leaving town. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the Monday after Greg went missing, his car was found in Niles, Illinois, which mm-hmm. in relation is maybe like 20 minutes away yeah. from where the body was. Not even. I'm sorry. Maybe like well, traffic nowadays. Um, but Mrs. Godzik, no that her son wouldn't have run away especially without his car and because he also had three days work um or like three days worth of pay pending and so she was like oh i'll call gacy and Mm. so she asked called and asked him if greg had ever come by to pick up his checks but gacy told her that a few days after his disappearance of course Greg called and left a message on Gacy's machine saying that he was going to come in the next day around noon, but never showed up. Mm. Mrs. Godzik asked if she could hear the tape, but Gacy said that he, he, deleted it. That he erased yeah. it already. Oops, I deleted it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also already, he had killed Greg and buried him in one of the trenches in the crawl space that Greg had made himself. Wow, yep. Greg had unknowingly story. dug his, his own, own grave. grave. Yeah. I gave myself the chills. Fuck. So. So next, the 13th kill, which took place on January 20th of 1977, was John Sink. Sink. 
Uh, Sink was merely an acquaintance of um, John Butkovich and Gregory Godzik, and he had met John through them. And John basically lured him to his house, pretending to be interested in buying Sink's car, which was a um, Plymouth satellite. He, we don't know how he was killed, but, you know, probably the same kind of deal. Uh, he was buried directly above Godzik's body, also in the crawl space. And he had had a ring. It was his class, or like a class ring, you yeah. know? Yeah. And it had his initials on it. And John actually kept it in his bedroom. Oh. And then... Sick fuck. Later, uh, John ended up selling his car to Michael Rossi, which we will also get more into. Yes, 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 yes. In the next episode. We will get to that. Also, I had been meaning to mention some of these, uh, but there un- after uh, Sink, there were some unidentified bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where you are like, hey, did he have a cooling off period? But it was like, no, because in 1977... Like, the summer, he killed three other boys. He didn't cool off at all. He, John Wayne Gacy didn't know how to cool off. Me. Also, in between Rick Johnston and Kenneth Parker, um, like, three other bodies who are still considered identified, these were all found in the crawl space. Yeah. So the next kill was Matthew Bowman on July 5th, 1977. He was from Crystal Lake, Illinois, which we know because our dad works there. Yep. And his body was also found in the crawl space. Not a ton of information. Yep. John probably didn't even know his name. Probably not. So Robert Gilroy was the son of a Chicago police sergeant. On September 5th, he was supposed to meet a friend at the bus stop to go on... A trip, but he never showed up at the bus stop. Although he had no ties to Gacy, Gacy would often put up flyers and hang out in a local grocery store in the neighborhood where Robert uh, lived and would offer, you know, jobs. And Mr. Gilroy mentioned, um, after Robert had gone missing, he had mentioned that Robert said that he may have gotten a new job. Mm -hmm. So there possibly could have been Casey. Um, two weeks after not hearing from his son, Mr. Gilroy finally filed an official missing persons report. I don't know why he waited so long as a police officer, yeah. but I mean, him and his uh, cop friends like went out looking for him. I think in, at this time period, a lot of people, when they went missing, it was just like people running off and like falling in love. Maybe. That yeah. I mean, lot, like, you know, well, I mean, and- it still does, but it's just less. It's not easy to run away nowadays. Well, also, of all the technology we it have. also seems that the police at that point thought that all boys that ran away were runaways. So he obviously was like, oh, my boy's a runaway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. True. I mean, you never know. Yeah. The next victim is John Prestige, who was 20 years old and went missing on March 15th of 1977. He was from Kalamazoo, Michigan, and he was visiting Chicago. His friends and mother both warned him to be very careful out at night because he was very naive and dangerously trusting of others. John traveled a lot. He would go lots of places, sometimes hitchhiking, but he always remembered to call his family to let them know where he was and what he was up to. The day before he went missing, he called his mom to tell her that on the 16th, he had an interview with the special school that had a nursing program just for men. But he was staying at his uncle's friend's apartment, and he lived near Boys Town, and one night he decided to go out, hit some bars that uh, Gacy was known to frequent, and was never seen again. He brought John home. John Gacy, rather, brought 
Prestige home and killed Prestige and buried him in a grave in the crawl space that would eventually be stacked with bodies. Mm -hmm. John's mom got worried when she didn't hear from her son for a few days because she was expecting him, like, she was expecting a call for him to be, like, to tell her how the interview went. Um, John's parents contacted the Cook County Police Department and filed a missing persons report that never went anywhere other than a stack of thousands of other missing persons reports. See, I don't understand why they say that, like, the last kid was the only one who had family and that's why he was found. Because it seems like most of these kids have moms who really missing them and are like, where are they? And families and all this stuff. So I I don't get why they Well, and especially with the... Godzicks. It seemed like, I mean, they fucking called the police every single day for two years. Yeah, that's crazy. So, next, John Mowry was a Marine. He disappeared September 25th, 1977. His remains were found in the crawl space, and he was also strangled to death. Yeah. Yeah. Being strangled to death sounds like, I don't know, the worst. Absolutely the worst. <laughs> Russell Nelson. He was one of Gacy's oldest victims. He was 21. He was studying architecture at college up in Minnesota, and he came down to Chicago with a friend to hit up some of the local bars. Um, And now we get to our first Gacy conspiracy theory, that he had accomplices. Right. Uh, We've mentioned a couple times that some of his victims have had cloth shoved down their throats. Mm And Gacy, we know, like, to strangle, but how the fuck, I mean, he, maybe he put it, with, like, maybe they're screaming, and he, like, shoved it down their throats. Rips their underwear off them? Yeah. That's fucking... I mean, it's possible. Some people are very strong. Yeah, he was gross and strong. Um, but you think so, that there was someone else? Yeah, and according to Rignall, another man had been in the room while he was being raped. Oh. Um, but I mean, I don't know. Who's to Who say? Knows, that yeah. kid was so fucked up. Like, he was, like, so chloroformed out. But at the same it time... it could have been another kill. Maybe that was one of the nights exactly. that he was going to kill two people. Yeah. And may- maybe yeah, it's maybe... one of the unidentified. Exactly. And yeah. I, like, I'm not, like, just... Missing what Jeff said, obviously, right. but, you know. Also, there were the ways Gilroy and Nelson were killed. So that other kill I had, like I said, uh, Gacy usually strangled, and they did it with a cloth. Yeah. Um, the cloth is a big, like, thing that he always did. Yeah. Was, and, like, choking them to yeah. death with it. And get it's it, easier to have someone suffocate on something than to actually, like, choke them with your hands. Or it's probably easier to do both. I don't know. Uh, I'm not a murderer. I'm glad I don't know. I'm glad neither of us know. Uh, me too. Yeah. Um, so, uh, like I said, this becomes kind of a common thing, and he admits to killing some of these other people who also have cloth down their throats. Spoiler mm. alert. But they also think it is very unlikely for Nelson to uh, be taken without one of his friends noticing. But some people think that Russell's friend was an accomplice because Russell's dad and brother came down to look for him after he went missing. Mm. Yeah. And the friend told them um, about some jobs that Gacy had, and they tried, he, like, tried getting his brother to work for him. Yeah. The attorney, though, Gacy's defense attorney, Amarante, who we will get back to, obviously. Next episode. Next episode. He thinks that it would have been impossible that Gacy had any help because he was so narcissistic. Yeah, he wouldn't want... Yeah, he confessed to everything, and he would have pulled, like, the... 
I had an accomplice. I'll tell you who they are mm-hmm. if you don't kill me because, you know, he didn't want to be executed. If you have that kind of information on someone, right. you know. Like, so, yeah, I don't think he did. Uh, no, I think he 100% didn't. I think, I mean, he obviously yeah, liked no. strangling people, but, I mean, he did stab someone. Yeah. But, and I mean, he didn't that, like it as much. He probably didn't want, like, the cleanup. Exactly. It's a lot of blood. And that maybe like, I don't know. Yeah, who fucking even knows? Who knows? And he doesn't even know. He said he would wake up and there would be like, he would just be out of it and there'd be like mm-hmm. a boy's body in his living room. Yeah. Like that's so, how fucked up is that? It was like the same like, thing with Dahmer though, because he'd be so fucked up drunk. I know. Yeah. Uh, it's really fucked up. It's weird to like black out murder someone. Like, uh, it's almost like anyone it's, can it's, relate? Is no it, one? Yeah. Anybody? No I one? can't. Please don't. Don't tell us. We don't condone. Nope. We don't condone. No condoning here. That's, yeah. So, Morgan's going to continue on. So, the next victim was Robert Winch. Uh, he died in November 10th of 97, or 1977, as all of these. Uh, he was from Kalamazoo. He went to school there, and he was murdered and stuffed in the crawl space. Yeah. Sadly. Sadly. We do not know a lot about Robert Winch, because John Wacy. <laughs> You with your John Wacy's. That's that's only the second time now. No, but I feel like you do. Oh, a lot. it's gonna happen a thousand times more. Okay. I made it the whole first episode without doing it, and now that's no, all I'm I don't gonna say. That. Okay, I do. But John Wacy. No, but like I was saying, he was such a fucking piece of shit. Like he didn't even know the names of some care. of his fucking yeah. victims. So like, there's very little that we can go by. Yeah. And like some of these boys were, you know, sex workers. Right. It is me next. Our next yes. victim, the next victim of Gacy, that is, was Tommy Bowling. Another one we don't know a whole lot about, but he was also another one of Gacy's older victims. And he even had a yeah, wife. Yeah, was he 20? Maybe he was the one who was 21, and oh, okay. I think my other guy was 20. Um, but they were, like, the older ones, and that's why they always say, like, the killer of men and boys. because yeah, there was a couple because that were 21 years old. That's a man. That, that's a man. Um, but I would they definitely... say after 18 you are, so... Yeah, 15, that's a boy. That's 14, a boy. that's a boy. Yeah. That's a baby. Um, so, let's see. But he was actually married. He had a wife named Jolie, and he had a little boy named Tommy. Oh. He disappeared after leaving a bar and was never seen again until police uncovered his remains in a grave that he shared with your last victim, Robert Winch. Yep. He was also uh, murdered November 18th, the same day as the Jonestown Massacre. Whoa, 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 whoa. Doing, doing, Okay, so next, um, David Talsma. He was also a Marine. Uh, a lot of these Marines are probably like in these states, like doing stuff, and they just get picked well, up we from live, bus stations. We live close to lots well, yeah. of places like that. Exactly, like it's a Chicago. Lot of, like, it's a hub. Yeah, it's a hub. So he was going to a rock concert in Hammond, Illinois, but was never seen again until his body was discovered in the crawl space. His, his the last thing his mother like talked to him about was that he was going to the concert. Mm. Yeah. Did they? Wonder, see more what? family that like talk to their, see? you know. Yeah, like, I like, don't know why they always harp on the fact that the last kid was the only one, you know. I mean, I know we keep like bringing that up. I but. know, but I mean, Mrs. Peast was literally there. Yeah. When Gacy took her son. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, I mean, it, it was cause, and it's like he did it in broad daylight, kind of a yeah, thing. Yeah, he was just totally lost. Like grip. he was like, you know, at the, he was being a dum dum at that point, because mm-hmm. he was a dum dum. 
So next on the list is William Kindred. On February 16th, 1978, Mary Jo Pauls had her last conversation with her fiancé, William. Every day for a year, he'd like call her at least once, mm-hmm. like every single day. And he would always drive and That's see nice. her. He was a good good fiancé. Mm-hmm. Um, that night, he went out with his friends to Chicago, frequented by street people. Which is the most offensive way to say, like, that's a creepy bar. Yeah. Um, Street people. Yeah. Um, Mary Jo didn't hear from William that night, or the next day, and he had promised to call her and hadn't. And like like I said, he never fucking missed a call. She went to his apartment and all of his belongings were there, so she told the police he was missing. And they, of course, fucking did nothing. Yeah. Even though, you know, she was a fucking his fiance. Right. They and didn't look into it at all. Nope. Because because of where he was found. Because he was in fucking in Chicago area. in an area where, you know. Yeah. It's so fucking makes me really so mad. So his body was not in the crawl space. No, his body um, wasn't found until the crawl space was being excavated of bodies. So once oh, it so started, he was yeah. in there. Oh, okay. But he was the last person to be buried in the crawl space. Yes, because this is when he moves on to water. Them. So Frank landing in, landing in. Uh, he was 19 years old. The last time Frank saw his father, they were fighting because he had just gotten bailed out by his dad of jail because he was um, arrested for assault and battery for beating up his girlfriend. So he wasn't, like, the best guy. That's not cool, Frank. Not cool. But also, it doesn't um, justify your Everyone death. called Frank Dale. Which is cool. Everyone calls our, so, our granddad Dale, and he that's not his first name. And that's my middle name, too. Ah, ooh, ah. Ah, ooh. So Dale was most likely picked up while Gacy was cruising because he um, was picked up in Uptown, a.k.a. here where uh, we live. A.k.a. literally where Morgan and I are sitting right now. Like, a lot of yeah. this is speculation, but I mean, it's, um, but I think it's fair We're, to I say mean, that's like, what ha- yeah. is happening. Yeah, because he was known to, like, take money for, like, sex and stuff, like, gifts and money for sex. Yeah, he was like one of like yeah, straight for pay, addict. straight for pay, yeah. gay for pay. Sorry, uh, I guess or yeah. just like kind of buy. He just yeah, he's probably buy. Yeah, his body was found in the Des Plaines River, in when where did, it was a. Uh, he was found Chanahan. I think in oh yeah yeah that's how you pronounce it Chanahan Illinois yeah, yeah that's Which really close really to close us. to our hometown yeah it got found at one of the lo- okay so this is why you don't fucking well don't kill anybody anyways right but. Okay, if you're going to just... Uh, hmm, how do I word this? It is not good to dispose of anything you want to get rid of in a river because yeah. of locks and dams. So they'll be found pretty quick. Yeah, a body's gonna get to one of those spots. And, and stay there. They're gonna notice. Yeah. Like, you... Especially when, some, when people are being looked for well, because all these boys are disappearing. Yeah, and it might be hard to relate... Familiar with locks and dams because we lived in I think the I went middle on, of two different rivers. Yeah, we live in a city with two rivers, and I think every single year um, that I went to school in Ottawa, Illinois, we had a field trip to one of the locks and dams. Yeah. Yet, still kind of don't know how it works. Don't know how the lock part works. I know the dam keeps the water out. Does yeah. the lock part, like, flow it out? 
I honestly don't know, man. Anyone who's like really knowledgeable with locks and dams, hit us up. Yeah. I like how we just said we are knowledgeable and then we were like, actually, we're not. No, I, well, yeah, I flat out said like, I'm not fucking listening. Right. I'm like, I was looking at birds. Same. So same MO, he had his underwear shoved down his throat and he suffocated to death. Yeah. So definitely still fucking John Wayne Gacy because this is when... He would start going down to mm-hmm. fucking... He would drive all the way down. So let me put this in perspective. Um, he drove probably about an hour and a half to dispose of these bodies. Yeah. He drove... Because he probably did it in the middle of the night where there wasn't a lot of traffic. Yeah. He lived by O'Hare Airport, if you've ever been by there. He would have taken and he the would take in the ex- took today. He, literally. I, yeah, I was literally... 50, si- Lake Shore to 55 to 80... Yeah, literally the like trip that we took was what was Robert Peast's last trip. Yep. Yep. His remains. No, his no no no. He was killed. Well, no no no. Like where he like went we we get to it. But like Isn't I'll that where we're going now? Uh no, we're gonna we gotta go some other places first. Oh, I'm right. sorry. Um but yeah. Um don't yeah, rivers are crazy and locks and dams are like whatever. Yeah, the ocean's a better bet. Like the middle of the ocean. Don't t- no no we don't condone. We've all seen Dexter. We have seen Dexter, but he gets found out exactly. So just don't fucking don't be the Bay Harbor butcher, you guys. Don't fucking kill people. Don't be BBB Morgan, Morgan, (laughs) Morgan. (laughs) Okay, so I believe it is you, or is no no no. I just went. I just did Frank. I'm sorry, AKA Dale. I'm sorry, it's late, a.k.a. it's 8.09. So the next victim is Timothy O'Rourke, who was 20 years old. He was kidnapped by Gacy on the corner of Lawrence and Dover. Whoa! Two blocks from where Morgan and I are currently sitting. Yeah, literally. Literally on my fucking block. Um, I bought, that was the book, I don't know if I talked about this before, but I literally bought the book online. Literally. Literally. I'm sorry, I'm a dick. No, His body um, was the first one, actually, to be found in the river. Yeah. Um, after he ran out of room in the crawl space, Gacy, that is. Oh, the smell. Oh, God. What that house smelled like. Because he didn't try to, like, break their bodies down the way, like, no, Dahmer he, did. No, yeah, he did. Well, he tried using lime. Well, he just lie. Lime? I lie. I'm wrong. You're right. It's lie. Lie. It's lie. Yeah. Lime is poisonous. But he wasn't even, like, doing it well. Like, Clearly know. not if no. everyone could fucking smell yeah, it. Yeah, it was, I, like, the talk around the town that, like, John Wayne Gacy's house smelled bad. Yeah, in fact... And everyone knew about it. Maybe once I get... Uh, we'll get back to Timothy O'Rourke, because uh, towards the end of uh, 1997, Karen... Karen... Carol and John briefly dated, even though they were divorced. Right. Um, but whenever they tried being intimate sexually, John's dick was as limp as Harry Potter's arm in the Chamber of Secrets oh when Gilderoy Lockhart tries, <laughs> tries saving it. Um, no, yeah, for surezies, I actually just mastered Skelly Grow in one of my classes. Hell yeah, bitch, hell yeah, yeah. hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, the last day that they spent together romantically was on Memorial Day in 1978, um, and on the way to uh, Carol's home, they stopped by Gacy's house, and she uh, and he showed her some like you know renovations he'd mm-hmm. made because she had been there in a while. And she's like, "What the fuck is that smell?" Yeah. What is also what the name of this episode could be? Called. What the fuck is that smell? Yeah. That's what what this is that smell? What the fuck is that smell, John? Um, yuck. So yeah, he was showing her the kitchen, and she's like, "It's a very nice kitchen, John, but that foul odor odor that used to come from the front of the house smell like it's coming out of the sink." 
Ugh. It's because there are people buried in the kitchen. He's like, yeah, Under that's the kitchen floorboard. He's like, so you know the bodies that were de- decomposing in the front of our house? Those are now decomposed. Here? Those are now just ashes. Those, those are just bones and those dust. Are, bye-byes. You're smelling... Fr- oh, that's so disgusting. You're smelling the new freshies. That's disgusting. You're smelling Frank. You're yeah. smelling... Fucking John. Stop. You're smelling Matthew. You're smelling a couple Williams. You're smelling like 15 Johns. I'm sorry. So, so back then, to Timothy O'Rourke. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, he drove down I-55, which um, it like, if you like drove, you drive, if you're like going like down south, like yeah. to Champaign, uh, like that yeah. area. Um, college. Yep, yep. College. You know. You know, college. college. Um, <laughs> there's one there. You know, there's one there. So, like I said, he would throw them in the Des Plaines River, mm-hmm. which flows into the Illinois River. Ooh. Um, which we have both swam in. Oh, yeah. Which is gross. Yeah, it's gross. Don't it's go gross. in the fucking river, dudes. You'll die. There's a lot of Asian carp. There's, oh my god, they're like one of the most, they'll just come out. You'd think the, they would eat bodies. No. They're the, f- no, that's not their MO. Their I MO is jumping and scaring people. No, slapping people in the faces. And yeah, like, you guys, not. if you want to see something crazy, Google or YouTube Asian carp fish jumping, and there'll be videos from this area, this river that we're talking about, where these bodies were found of crazy ass... I think they're called Asian carp fish. No, yeah, they're Asian carps. And they just do these weird jumpy jumps, you guys. Yeah, they've had ju- one jump in our boat before, and oh, it yeah. is scary. Oh, it's all—it's always terrible when one of those yeah, Asian carps jumps he gets on your boat. Himself when he did it, so it was kind of sad. Oh, right, you, have, going. you have sympathy for the Asian carp? Yeah, I feel oh. bad. It seemed painful. Oh. <laughs> um. So Timothy wasn't identified until two years later when a friend of Timothy's dad said he was uh, looking at a news article saying that one of the victims was found in the river and that they had a tattoo that said Tim Lee, mm. which was a tattoo that Timothy had because uh, Timothy was a huge Bruce Lee fan. Cute. These bodies are being found in fucking Morris, Illinois, at the Morris, at the Dresden Morris yeah, Lock and Dams. That's where um... I went there. Oh, okay. it was fucking terrifying. I believe it. It was so Locks scary. And dams aren't like cute. <laughs> well, no, it was. Well, it was like uh, it was not like the other locks and dams. We, it's not like the ones we went to in grade school. It there were legit. I don't think so- I did that. That was just you. <laughs> you didn't go to the locks and dams like at. It is not a memory that's standing. You never out went in to Starved Rock, Locks and Dams. Of course, I've gone to Starved Rock, but I don't think I've gone to the Locks and Dams. Did you ever go to Dayton Locks and Dams? No, I don't think so. You never had to go. Take me there sometime. Did you? You never had to go to the Locks and Dams. Okay. I don't know. Maybe. I'm sorry. This episode. This episode should, is just going to be called Locks and Dams. Seriously. Um. Uh. But yeah, getting back to uh, Locks and Dams. <laughs> um. No, you continue. But yeah, so. I oh what I was saying was I went there and it was unlike anything because there were a bunch of fucking fences and signs that said government property like please stay out and I'd never seen signs I've never been really I'd never seen signs that were like if you go past this point you're breaking a fucking federal crime damn yeah I, was yeah, I don't scared. think I have either I took pictures and Tuesday was with me so Tuesday's fucking complicit if I get in trouble okay because you know it was I, mean, I will make sure she gets bailed out before you yeah that's cool I'm gonna post the pictures don't worry it's scary. so the second to last kill. Um, like you were saying, was found in the Morris area. It, it was uh, at the, the Morris Des Plains. Yeah, because um, their bodies river. would get stuck in the fucking locks and dams. Yeah. And this was December eighth, so this was winter time, so it was probably fucking freezing. That's why there was it's such... Chicago, you guys. Yeah, that's why there was a, such a long 
period. Like, they had yeah. to wait a really long time. So that's when his body was found. Yeah. He disappeared on Thanksgiving. Yeah, they had to take a long time. 78. Yeah, that fucking sucks, because it's so cold. I know. Uh, he was last Chicago. seen having dinner with his family. Mm. His body was found uh, on the 28th, actually. He wasn't found until the 28th. Fuck. And uh, he had been suffocated again with his own underwear. Yuck. They were lodged so far down his throat, and it was completely plugging up his airway, and he choked on his own vomit. That's how he he drowned to oh, death. Oh, God. That's the worst. Yeah, I know. Poor kid. Poor kid. Yeah. Sorry, I know it's a real bummer, man. I mean, this is all a bummer. It's, like, really just all a humongous Should bummer, we just go back guys? to talking about locks and dams? Um, I guess, no. but, uh, James was 20 years old. Uh, poor kid. Which is, again, one of the older ones, though. Yeah. So now we get to Gacy's final victim, the one who put the nail in his coffin. Yeah. Robert was working at Neeson's Pharmacy in Des Plaines, Illinois, when he met John Wayne Gacy. I went there. It is now, I don't know if I should be sharing this or not, but it's a fucking daycare. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah. Where he took his last, and wasn't he only like 15 years old? Yeah, he was 15. Yeah. Yeah. So he was a baby. Yeah, he was a baby. Uh, Gacy went into the store to take some measurements for a future construction job that he was going to be working on. And when he got home, he realized that he'd forgotten something at the store, so he had to go all the way back. So if he hadn't fucking forgotten what he forgot and... Oh, it's fucking crazy, those little tiny I things know. like that. That can lead to... You he might have not fucking... got caught for a while, maybe. Who knows? Maybe he would have not been so dumb with his next killer. Who knows? Maybe he would have, because he was kind of spiraling. He was kind of... He's dumb. When you listen to him talk, he talks... It's like... We'll get into it more into the next in episode. I mean, he also has a mental... issues but like i mean it's ridiculous so any who's all gacy was really good friends with the owners so they were like shooting the shit and robert overheard gacy say that he paid his employees five dollars an hour Mm -hmm. and peace was about to turn 16 and he had his eye on a jeep and he had literally just asked his boss that night if a lot of these could. boys were trying to get cars. Yeah, because they and were that's all how he would... the age. Yeah. And he was Yuck. only making... He asked his boss for a raise, and the boss said no. He was only making two fifty an hour, so... Yeah. Like, two... Just f- nothing! It's... No, back then, $5 an hour would have been a... I mean, that's like... Yeah. If you went from go having $20 an hour to $40 an hour. Yeah, I know. Woo-hoo-hoo, yeah. I mean, actually, <laughs> it's not because of exponential growth, but, like, whatever. Um, any whoozle. So, Robert's parents would drive him to work and pick him up from work, and his mother went to the store around 9.30, and actually... And it was her birthday this day. Oh, that's so fucked up. And uh, they had, like, the cake and everything ready, and, like, they were gonna celebrate... After... It's really fucked up that it happens a lot in these stories where it's like someone's birthday and their kid doesn't ever come Yeah, home. that's fucked up. It's like how you, you broke your arm on mom's birthday. It's not quite as bad. Well, no, but I mean just like tra- like bad things happening on days that... I mean, yeah, are supposed to be like special and fun. Yeah, exactly. Obviously with Robert Peace's case, we know the most about because... His family was... His mom was there. His mom was literally there when he was taken yeah. and... yeah. Oh, was she and, shopping there? Uh, she was waiting for him. Oh. Yeah, it's, I'll, I'll get to that in one sec, but I guess while she was driving him there, he was like, hey, maybe like, cause like he was going to ask his boss for a raise and he's like, if I get that raise, like I'll be able to like get the car and so you won't have to take me to work. Oh. And she says, she's like, I, and she said, I, 
She said I didn't mind. She said I don't mind taking yeah, of you. Of course. Oh, like uh, I would when I reading about Robert Peace case is hard. I oh, it's really fucking sad. Yeah. It's really sad. Um, yeah. Whew. Wow. I didn't realize that that was going to hit so you much. so hard. I mean, it did when I obviously read it the first time, but oh boy. So Gacy approached Robert in the alley behind the pharmacy where Robert had come out to throw out some garbage. He had been wearing a blue parka. Mm-hmm. Um, it was winter times. Right? Yeah. It was like January, February. It was December 11th. So yeah. Oh, dang. Okay. It was, you know, fucking, and they talked about it a lot in what I was, uh, in a couple of the different accounts of the story that I was reading that it was like a fucking shitty, icy, coldy, yeah, grossy night out. Like fucking Sagittarius season, honey, which is you and I. You and I. Okay, <laughs> so um, he told Robert that he had seen what a good worker he was, and mm-hmm. he wanted Robert to and come by work good for worker, him. He meant hot ass. Yeah, because he's a fucking disgusting grosso. Yeah, who grossy, I hate. Gross. I, it's hard not to like talk about him like only feeling hatred when it comes to this one that i've heard so many and then that's why i mean not that the other ones weren't as bad because that's why they're just as bad but like this just makes me realize that all of these boys had to go through what yeah it's just really bad so and what all their families had to go through yeah it's the worst thing yeah so gacy was like like, I think you'll be a good fit, but you need to come back to my house to sign some paperwork. And yeah. Robert was like, Ugh. he's like, my mom's inside. It's her birthday. I really can't, can't do that right now. Go. I would just be like, no. And he's like, I don't. But of course, John was being manipulative. And he's like, wouldn't the best present for your mom be for you to come home with a great job where you're making Ew. extra money? Yeah. I would have been like, I got you tomorrow, bro. <sighs> I know. That's fucked up, man. Yeah. He's a piece of shit. I mean, he was just that manipulative, and he just, I mean, he just kept going and going. It's, like I said, and, you know, he just kept protesting, and eventually... So did people hear this? Um, no one... Oh, I just got crazy chills when you said that. Um, I mean, there were the people in the store who knew that he was there. Well, how do you, how do we know he said all this stuff? Uh, his confessions. Oh, okay. Eventually, Robert was convinced to get into Gacy's truck, and they drove off to Gacy's home. He performed the handcuff trick for Robert, and he eventually strangled him to death with a homemade garrote he made from a rope and two hammers. Ugh. Yeah, this is... Is this his only garrote, or did he do it one other time? Um, I mean, it was, like, the rope thing. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it's really disgusting, because he would so come... John Bonet was killed. Yeah, with two paintbrushes mm-hmm. that were... Let's not get into down no. that rabbit hole. Not right now. Oh, boy. So, John also made the trek from Chicago down to down 55, I-55, and you go past I-80. Mm-hmm. And uh, where the, uh, there's like a bridge going over the Des Moines River, or Des Moines, or wait, Des I'm sorry. Plains. Des Plains. I think you can see how I could get those two confused. Sure. Um, Des Moines is Iowa, though. I know. They're the other way. And his body was also found, it was in the actual, like, lock yeah. mechanism. Mm-hmm. Which is really fucked up. Unlike the previous boys, Robert Peace's disappearance was immediately investigated, yeah. and an APB was put out for his disappearance within hours of his family filing uh-huh. because when they went 
and uh, officer or the detective. Uh, his last name's Kozinchek. He's a big part. We'll talk about him. Yeah, a lot and more. A lot more later. Episode. He's a fucking baller. Yeah. Uh, he's like, I just fucking knew. He's like, they... They knew. I, he knew. The mom he knew. knew. And plus, there was so many witnesses. So many shit. witnesses. He fucked up on this one. Mm, oh, yeah. He fucked up so big time. He fucked up big time, and he I mean, he was just going crazy. Mm-hmm. He was drinking way too Rampage. much. Rampage. Rampage. So, yeah. Always get some. Yep. It's almost like uh, being a serial killer is a bad idea. It's almost like you shouldn't do it or you're probably going to be put to fucking death. Yeah. And after reading the story of Robert Peast, yeah, I would have fucking, I would have voted for him to die too. Yeah. That's really sad. After and, hearing I'm, those and details. And you know, his family speaks in the... Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about it, obviously, but on like, I don't know, man. Prosecution f- kind of nailed it. Mm-hmm. So... That is the end of this episode. Yeah. How'd you guys like it? You think it was cool? Wasn't it sad as fuck? Wasn't it super sad, y'all? Yeah, it's really a bummer, but uh, did we make it fun? (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that what this is all about? Making murder fun? Making murder fun again. The first step of murder is being yourself. Yeah. And the second step of murder is don't Don't talk about Fight Club. Shut the fuck up. All right, you guys. So I find us on Instagram. Edward at the Norton. Sisters Grimm if you're podcast. listening, please call me. I know you're trying to plug us, but I'm also trying to get Edward Norton to, like, you know. I mean, we don't know who listens to this. Hopefully, just Edward Norton. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> just Eddie Norts. <laughs> Edward Norton is the only person who listens to our <laughs> podcast. Oh my God, that'd be fine. He has 10 bajillion VPNs. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Morgan, oh go God. on with go on with those plugs. So Instagram is at the Sisters Grim Podcast. Twitter is Sisters Grim Pod. Though I have not been logged into Twitter for months. Yeah, I got um, a new phone. Sorry, new y'all. phone. Who dis? We don't know the passwords, you guys. It sucks. I forgot. Uh, but Facebook, we always see your guys' posts, and we love it. We love when you tag us in things and share stuff with us. And yeah, and I posted pictures. Nice messages and reviews yeah we love all of you so yeah, much holly's posted a lot of photos um, of the areas where a lot of this john wayne gacy stuff yeah, took place every of, like, single a lot of the kills yeah I didn't, and obviously I'm sorry. the bodies yeah yeah the um yeah um crime scene investigation photos are really gross mm-hmm. uh but yeah i especially in this case i went to a lot of i went to obviously the neeson's yeah. pharmacy i went to his home where all the bodies were excavated from the... Yeah, John Wayne Gacy's home. Fucking... If you and I go there, that will be the third fucking time I will have been to... Like, so honestly... let's not. I'm fine. I'm good. Good. Okay. Because if I never... <laughs> I'll go some other time. If maybe. I never am in that neighborhood again, I will fucking... Be cool with it? Be totally fine with it. That's how I feel about uh, Jeffrey Dahmer's neighborhood. Yeah, I don't ever want to go back. <laughs> the second time I went there, it's I crazy got that we the same have feeling, gone, but... It's just really gross and um, yucky. I don't mean to be disrespectful to anyone who lives in that neighborhood, and I know that they probably fucking hate that they're associated with him. Yeah. I completely understand, um, but I'm a it gross just made pervert. us feel a little uncomfortable. It's it's just whatever. So goodbye, bye y'all. Sisters Graham out. Sisters Graham out. <laughs>